Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Joining me in studio this morning, we have from Western New York Athletics, we have Frank Wolf, Francis Beck, Tom Prince. We also have Roger Weiss. Yeah, I know. He's in studio. Look at him smile. He's happy. It's a nice rainy day. That makes Rog happy. <laughs> well, no, it's kind of depressing this morning, Anthony. Why is that? Well, they have this wedding on television that's happening over in uh, Great Britain. Yeah, what did you buy the couple for their wedding? I... Don't don't get me started on that. Uh, Did you send them a years, garbage plate? Many years ago, <laughs> a young lady uh, it was Princess Elizabeth at the time. Now I think they call her Queen or something. She got married and all this hoopla and all that, and I was shattered because it was in my first birthday, and I thought all this hoopla was about me for my birthday. It wasn't. No, that's why I. I'm just. I'm confused. I thought it was. I, I'm more confused than usual. That's a lot. That's saying a lot. Oh, by the way, moaning, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to uh, Roger's uh, better half, Diana. Yeah, that was yesterday. And uh, I hope you day. spent some money this time for, for a change. Yeah, absolutely. Took a scratch-off lottery? No. What? Took a her cup to of Denny's. coffee? Took her to Denny's. She gets okay. a free grand slam for her birthday. <laughs> he knows how to spend. This guy, nothing gets in the way. Uh, by the way... Uh, Third Saturday in May, everybody, so happy Preakness Day. Yeah. All you Marylands out there, it's Marilyn, my Marilyn, and especially to a favorite Marilyn I have out in Wales, good friend of ours. Are we looking at muddy conditions uh, for the Preakness? If yesterday was any indication, yeah, and that sure looks good for our uh, Triple Crown, hopeful. Hmm. We'll have to see. Doesn't seem to have a problem running on a sloppy track. Oh, he did very well at the uh, at the Derby. Very well. That was uh, fun to watch. All right, guys, news and notes before we get into our topic. Yeah, we have uh, Angel Parker from Cardinal O'Hara. She becomes the fifth player in as many years to go D1 for the Lady Hawks. Um, we also have NT's Trevor Book. He signed to stay here locally with Damon to play basketball. And St. Joe's has their wrestling camps coming up in the summer. They're going to run from July 30th to Tuesday, August 2nd. More information on St. Joe's. Or you could go to our Facebook page. I believe Pete uh, posted it there. So you could check it out. And there's other camps and clinics uh, listed. In fact, if you have a camp or clinic coming up, uh, do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Put it on our Facebook page and let everybody uh, check it out. All right. Anything else, news and notes? Nope. Just quickly. uh, and I'll get to it with softball. Softball semis today at uh, the Kessler Center for Monsignor Martin. The final will be tomorrow. What I want to make sure I mention tomorrow evening, lacrosse girls Monsignor Martin semis at the 
Kessler Center. I believe you posted that on the website, but I just want to remind listeners, uh, in the first game, Mount St. Mary's will be playing. Good chance to go see Lois Garlow. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how many, what is she up to, about 10,000 goals now? At the rate she was going, it's got to be up there. And she's only a junior. Outstanding. All right, guys, we're going to shift gears here. We're going to talk a little bit about junior lacrosse. And uh, joining us on the line is Dan Connors. Dan, good morning. Good morning. Well, what do you tell us? I mean, you know, we've been talking in the last several weeks about how lacrosse and rugby, two of the uh, fastest-growing sports, uh, not only in Western New York but also uh, nationwide. And uh, you're on here to promote junior lacrosse. That's where it all starts, getting the kids to play. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm actually the president of the Niagara Frontier Lacrosse Officials Association. So lacrosse is growing so fast that we have to catch up as officials. Well, we're ta- I mean, we were talking before the show. It seems like every sport is now, uh, you know, we need officials. We need umpires. We need referees. Uh, it seems like we're having a shortage all across the board. We really do. I don't think it's, it's a lack of interest in the game of lacrosse. I just think it's growing so fast. Yeah, good point. A lot more youth leagues uh, spouting up, you more teams, you need more officials. Tournaments. Right. Every weekday night you got U8s, U10s, U12s. So what we decided to do, Tony, is we decided to put together, follow a U.S. lacrosse program for a junior official program. And what that means is we're getting young guys, we're training them up over a two-day period, and they'll be able to do the, the, the U8s and U10s over the summer. It's a good way to develop, like they do in uh, you know youth baseball. I know, like with the minors, they'll bring in teenage umpires, let them get uh, some experience before they move up to majors. That's, that's, uh, just... You see young kids calling balls and strikes. Uh, if you guys watch hockey, <clears throat> you'll often see a, a younger official, a high school, maybe as young as 14 year, years old, paired up with a more senior guy. And it's a great way to uh, not only pr- promote the sport, but if you're still playing, you're certainly going to appreciate the game when you learn the rules the way an official actually learns the rules. It's a good, it is a great it's way a to real learn. real good point, you know. <laughs> oh, gee, you mean all those times I questioned uh, the official when I was playing, he was right and I was wrong? I'll, never, qu- you learn. I'll never question a referee again. That's wow, no wow, wow, that is wow. The truth. <laughs> Guys, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll give you this quick anecdote. Um, every year we have rookies, and, and we take them out on the field for the first time after doing weeks of classes. And every year we get coaches. And I have to tell you, they always come to me and say, Dan, i got to apologize to everybody. <laughs> I can't believe how fast this is, how much there is to look for. <clears throat> and, they re- and then they say, I think every coach should be an official um, because it just gives you so much more knowledge and perspective. Yeah, and lets you, you know, Put your foot, put on the other foot, so to speak. And at that yeah. stage, they don't have uh, replays to bail them out. When in fact, replays most of the time show that the officials are correct. Now, will you team somebody up? Like you're, you're bringing somebody along. Will you team them up with a veteran so that the veteran is able to guide uh, the young, young uh, aspiring ref? Absolutely. Here's our plan. Um, first of all, if, if you're interested. Um, and I, I encourage young people to join up. Our, but the, the, what we have set up is, is that as long as you're going into your junior year of high school, you can be going into your senior year, into college. Frankly, you can be any age for this startup program. Um, 
you're going to do a two-day course, and we will always pair you up with a veteran official. And as you guys can imagine, this isn't like they're going into a varsity, you know, Timon versus Kanisha's game. Right. They're going to be with the little guys. So they're going to be calling out of bounds, slashes, goals, and telling the little guys where to be. So <clears throat> uh, they'll be protected by a senior official, um, and it's going to be a great way for them to learn. Oh, outstanding. Uh, Dan, anybody's interested, how do they contact you? How do they get more information or even sign up for this? Very easy. If I could give you our website, it's, uh, we're, we are the Niagara Frontier Lacrosse Officials Association. So our website is www.nfloa.org, okay, nfloa.org. As soon as you pull that page up on your iPhone, it, there's, there's a button. It's orange. It says become an official. Very easy online application. And, uh, and we will be starting classes in about a month. So there's plenty of time to get applications in. I might add it's $50 to do a summer game. It's not bad money for a young person. Um, but it's a couple days of training. And then, you know, in six weeks, you'll be doing summer league and tournaments and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Nice. Well, like you said, good way to put a few extra bucks in your pocket, learn a great game, and uh, have some fun at it. Yep. And if I could add one more thing. Like sure. You started at the beginning. You, you talked about a lack of officials in all sports. We want to get young people involved, but we also want them to know that we exist because our real training for high school, it actually starts in January. So we do four weeks of classes in January, and we, then we do general meetings right through mid-March. Um, but this is a way to get in quick and easy. So if you're interested in actually do, getting into the high school stuff, you can get a great head start by doing this short training program, do summer league, and then you'll be a step ahead next January. Outstanding stuff, Dan. Uh, thank you much for uh, spending some time with us this morning, and best of luck. We've, we, uh, uh, on behalf of the organization, uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. Dan Connors, uh, president of the uh, Get on there, go to the website, click on the orange button, become an official, learn uh, learn more about the game of lacrosse. All right, we're shifting gears here. It's time to talk baseball. And joining us in studio, we have A.J. Hammer, a pitcher of Depew, and the guys have invited A.J. on, plus Tom Prince is here as well. We recall last week we're getting into a lot of the uh, building up to the playoffs. Well, playoffs have started, and uh, we'll get into all that and more. Uh, A.J., good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, this morning, Frank. Uh, you know, you got an interesting story. Or Francis, you want to tell a story about AJ? Well, uh, Tom Prince brought it to our attention. AJ uh, is a standout pitcher at Depew, having a remarkable season. But um, AJ is going through uh, something right now that kind of hits close to home for many of us. A uh, currently, AJ has stage three cancer that he's been battling and getting treatment for. Just had surgery less than a month ago. And uh, came out after surgery nine days later to pitch a gem wow. for Depew. And Tom has a little bit more on his story. Tom uh, and AJ, why don't you guys talk a little bit about what's going on there at Depew? Well, let's first, I mean, I want to give a little background, too. So we talk about last year, phenomenal season. I named you to the third team, uh, all kind of all-star all mm -hmm. postseason team. Last year, he ended up with a 1.25 ERA and 44 innings pitched. Yep. Right, so you're talking about one of the top ERAs in the area. We knew he was returning back this season for an incredible senior year. A great team because the team already finished undefeated within its conference this year. 
So you knew we were going to get a top team with a top pitcher that was out there. Not only that, talk to Coach Crowley. Coach Crowley tells me that by far you are probably one of the best defensive first basemen in all of Western New York that he considers you. You're obviously a leader on that team. And then we get ready to go to the Florida trip this year. Yeah, not going to And then kind of tell the story from there. Uh, so, like, it started off, I just had, like, something on my head. I thought it was just, like, a pimple. And then I started, like, picking at it, and it would bleed. And then, like, we kind of just left it there. And then, like, before the Florida trip, I, like, went to go get a haircut. And my mom noticed it on the side of my head. It was, like, getting bigger, and it was, like, black. So we went to my primary doctor, and they told us, like, it's probably just an infected, like, pimple to go to the dermatologist just to make sure. And then the dermatologist said, oh, it's probably nothing. Let's just go get it taken off as, like, a thing for you. And I said, okay. And then we went to one of my doctors, and then they got it taken off, and they sent it in to see what it was, and it came back as melanoma. So then we had to go to a different doctor who then said we should get a different surgery, go back in, take out more around it to see if it was gone, and then also take out the sentinel lymph node to see if it went into there, and then it ended up going into there. So then I had to have another surgery to take out all the lymph nodes around it in a gland in the side of my face. I'm very familiar with this type of uh, surgery. Sandy Beach, who I work with on WBEN during the week, he's going through this right now and has uh, two other times. Mm -hmm. So I know how they dig around until there's nothing more. Uh, at least they want to you know, dig in, look around. If there's nothing else, then they know they've got it. If not, like you just had to experience, you go in for a second mm -hmm. time. Yeah, so I had to go three times. That's pretty scary uh, to be going through that at such a young age. Yeah. What so, was, so, Tony, you know that, right? Now, what would you think if I told you nine days later he's back out in the field after a surgery like that? Amazing. That, Absolutely that, amazing. Wow. Well, because, number one, it's not just the physical part of it. It's the mental part. You've gone through – I mean, it's scary. You had to be nervous. I'm sure your family is extremely nervous. So you, That's on your mind. And then – to, you know, okay, let's put some pressure on you, go out and pitch? Mm -hmm. Or is it a way that once you're out there, all the problems are forgotten, it's time to just focus on baseball yeah, and have fun? Yeah, like, once I get out there, I just feel more comfortable. I'm with, like, all, like, my family, basically, like, everybody on the team, and then, like, I just kind of play and just go away from it. How did your friends and your teammates react? Uh, they were, like, <laughs> at first it was, like, really swollen, so they were, like, making fun of me, but then like they kind of realized like i just wanted to be back and they were excited for me to be back that's heavy duty no i think it's amazing the quicker you come back to something like that and say hey there's hope you know the longer you have to wait to come back you know you're gonna what if yourself into a you know high blood pressure or whatever you know and if you can get the melanoma at that age who knows what else he can come up with i think that's great that within less than two weeks he's back out there what, playing first base, dominating? Did it affect your batting at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit, because I didn't hit for, like, 10 days, so, like, I started off a little, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, but you were out there. <laughs> yeah. And That's the main thing. Exactly. Yeah, out there and enjoying. What's, uh, I mean, do you go back? Obviously, you have to go back for checkups yeah, now. Yeah, I go on Monday to see what, the like, if any of the lymph nodes had it in the and lymph node. Then they'll schedule regular yeah, uh, times I, after that uh, just to keep sure. Like Roswell tells you all the time, earlier uh, checkup, early detection, the better. 
Is it? Is there any pain when you pitch, or do no, you feel it at I all? No, I have no pain. Uh, my doctor put in, like, this numbing thing. So, like, that lasted, like, probably five days, and then after that I just didn't have any pain. Oh, we're just so happy for you that you're okay, and uh, now it's time to focus on uh, on baseball and get that uh, behind you. Yep. And I'm sure that's what you'd rather focus on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about school? What do you uh, What do you like to do outside of school? Uh, what are you looking to major in when you go to college? Uh, I like to uh, play Fortnite with a couple of my friends. <laughs> and uh... just don't pull a David Price <laughs> and have numb fingers. You know when you have to go out there. Nah, uh, and then I want to focus on uh, physical education in college. I want to cool. be a gym teacher and just stay within sports. Have you uh, dialed up and played against Ninja yet in uh, Fortnite? <laughs> no, no. I saw no. him on Dude Perfect. They paired him up, and and uh, it looks like a fun. I had never seen it, but it looks like a fun game. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I have no idea what Fortnite is, but <laughs> aside from that, you're going to end trip yeah. this fall. You already committed? Yep. Okay. They won a pretty big game yesterday. Yeah, walk off. Nothing oh, wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. You'll be joining uh, Bam Ruggiero, who from Kenmore East, and I believe his brother Mario, Mario is pitching today against Will East, is heading there as well. So Entrip is going to be uh, lit. Well, no. Uh, Mario's no? going to ECC. Mario's going to ECC. All right. I'm going to tell you. Mario versus Bam? right now wow. is loaded and mm. what they've been bringing in. I've been saying it here every show that we've done. Look at the class that he's bringing in. And here's another example of the class that, you know, that he's bringing in as far as top-notch talent, right? But really, I want you know if if we could just take away one thing from AJ being here, and why I asked that we talked about this today was forget about baseball, forget about you know any stats or anything on the field. It's perseverance here more than anything. Like the sure. drive this kid has is absolutely amazing, and we should all aspire to have the drive and and aspirations that he's got absolutely so couldn't be more proud to have him on the show and it's the reason why we wanted you here you're a true example of what we're talking about of a high school athlete right you are an example of exactly what we should all aspire to be can i ask you a quick question i know it might we wouldn't have planned this but since he's here something controversial i want to get it from a oh, no. person directly involved <laughs> this pitch count rule what are your thoughts coming from a pitcher now on the other side of the uh, dil- dilemma, if you will. I think it's really dumb. I think. <laughs> <laughs> because if you can pitch, you should be able to pitch. And if you can't, you just tell your coach you can't. <clears throat> I didn't give him a high five for you listeners out there. I gave him a high ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we even have pitch count in Little League. You have to constantly keep uh, track of their arms. and It's actually where it came from. <clears throat> they almost mimicked the Little League rules. It's the little league pitch counts is what New York State took over. It's are they more concerned with the coaches that are win at all costs? They don't care if a kid throws 200 pitches in a game as long as they get a W. Is that really what it's in there for? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it's for the numbskull that's out there. And they're out there. Because they are out there. Because I'm not going to lie to you, we've seen pitch counts at 180, 200. I've seen pitch counts at 180 and then come back two days later. That's crazy. That's and, absolutely and, and, crazy. And to what AJ said, here's the only difference is, if I'm the guy on the team and I say to the coach, I'm ready to go, am I really going to say to you in a big game, I'm not ready to go? True. No. I mean, yeah. Right? Because he's a gamer, right? Especially this one. He wants to go out and wants the ball in his hand. So there has to be some sort of protection for that to say is, if they went 180, 200 pitches – 
that we're going to watch out for them because people haven't watched out in the past. And to hear about the surgeries that some of these kids are going through right oh, now man. at the young ages, it's just it's too many. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You have young kids that are throwing uh, uh, curveballs. They're throwing pitches that they shouldn't be throwing. What do they say? You're what up to what thirteen, fourteen? Fastball or maybe a changeup? Changeup. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Um, as a lot of you know, I've been the uh, director of baseball in the Orchard Park Little League for years, and I'll never forget we were having a sign up, and this one parent came to us and said. Um, I want my kid to move up uh, two leagues because he could pitch already. Five years old. And I go, uh, okay, he could pitch. He goes, yeah, we already have him throwing a curveball. He's so good. I go, leave. <laughs> I literally pointed out and said, leave. <laughs> because that, Go that, away. That just is. Uh, what are you going to do? This, this kid by the age of eight is going to be is, is gonna be done already. Wow. And he thought that was a good thing. There's no he way really a kid did. five years old. Seriously, though, think about it. Five years old. My son's four. He has no idea the difference between a football, a baseball, a soccer ball. There's no way a kid at five is throwing a curveball. They He's still can't eat Cheerios without spilling it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He'll have Tommy John surgery before his first communion. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get in and find out what's going on with uh, not only baseball, but Roger's going to get us update on softball. So we'll be back with more on Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Frank Wolf, Francis Beck, Tom Prince, Western New York Athletics, and Roger Weiss. A.J. Hammer from Depew is also in studio. We are talking baseball, softball. It's that time of year. The playoffs are uh, just getting underway. Thursday we had the CD meeting for baseball. What was uh, softball? Was it Monday or Tuesday? It was Monday. They Monday. already had pre-quarter finals as early as Tuesday. Uh, especially in class A's and B's when there are so many teams to set up for the quarterfinals. All right, Francis, before we get going on that, you had something that you wanted to mention, or was it Frank? Uh, yeah, I think it was we, Roger, actually. Well, we got to send a shout-out to Missy Hufford yeah. uh, from Softball Central, Kevin's uh, uh, better half, shall we say. Uh, I know she was down in uh, I know it looks week. like his daughter, but it's actually his wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she uh she wasn't feeling well earlier in the week. I just want to give her a shout out and hope she's feeling much better. I heard she get was get better, Missy. Yeah, much better. She's back. She was with the team at Cass the other day when they beat uh Mount Mercy to get the number one seed in the uh Monsignor Martin playoffs, which are the quarterfinals took place on Thursday, Sacred Heart and uh Mount Mercy advanced. Mount Mercy will play uh Tonight in the 8 o'clock game against Narden, that's the 3 versus number 2 seed. The number 4 seed, Sacred Heart, will play against the number 1 seed, the aforementioned St. Mary's of Lancaster, Lady Lancers, 6 and 7.45. And the final will be tomorrow at 2 o'clock at the Kessler Athletic Center. I'll be there. For anybody who can't make the game, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Francis Beck for updates. Cool. And it does look like we're going to get more rain, so I think we uh, we should be okay for anything later on. Well, the good thing about playing at Kessler, as soon as it stops raining, it feels dry. Right. It, that drains like you would not believe. And uh, tomorrow, I believe 2 o'clock, will be the championship game. Whoever comes out uh, of tonight's games will play for the Monsignor Martin Championship. Then also, later tomorrow, 5 and I believe 7 o'clock, the Monsignor Martin girls lacrosse and 
The 5 o'clock game I'm looking forward to. I finally get a chance to see Lois Garlow of Mount St. Mary's plays lacrosse, and she's well over 100 goals. And I'm just looking, spending the weekend at Kessler, Anthony. Nice. Well, we've got a lot of baseball to get to uh, with Tom Prince back in the house. Um, and every time Tom's here, we seem to leave out the Monsignor Martin. And it's not by design. It's not on purpose. So, Tom, why don't we get right into Monsignor Martin before we get a lot of nasty phone yes. calls? First, can we say, forget the royal wedding, we have the prince right here? Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, come on, Anthony, if I said that, you'd be ready to throw me out of the studio. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> Had to have a little fun. So let's real quick, let's talk about some of the teams in the Monsignor Martin division, right? First of all, uh, I'm just going to go through some teams, highlight some players real quick. But watch out. Tymon's got a player over there, Sean Hayes, who's been on the mound, Pitching's great games. Hitter was an honorable mention returner from last year for me. He's leading that Timon team right now, and, and Timon's been making some damage when uh, he's out on the mound. Um, he's followed with Chris Fisher and Matt Shalow, Matt O'Brien, and Jeremy Klinsky at Timon. Uh, Canisius, we all know, is going to be a powerhouse. They've been ranked so far. It's been kind of a three-way race that you've seen right now in Monsignor Martin between Canisius, St. Franny's, as well as uh, St. Joe's. But I'll tell you right now, Canisius probably has, if hands down, one of the best pitchers in Western New York. Jack Collins, already committed to SUNY Binghamton, second-team returner. I saw him pitch. The kid is legit. He really righty? is. Yeah, righty, 6'5", um, unbelievable pitcher. And, wow. uh, you know, I've actually had the chance as younger to coach him uh, at a younger age, and I'm telling you, one of the best kids you could ever ask for, period, hands down. Um, also, when I got to see them play, you've got R.J. Brandon that's there, who's going to be playing dar- football at Dartmouth. He's been uh, right in the center of that lineup hitting the ball. And then you've got uh, Dan Perner and Jake Podless who will be that joined in there. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara, led by Cam Sloma, one of his top pitchers. Carlos Didas, who's going to Alfred State. Niagara Catholic. New team this year, Josh Pusen, new coach. They're just starting to get things rolling. You'll see them probably get stronger and stronger as years come. But you got Nick Krupp, Austin Rowett, Cameron Reed, Ryan Bower, and Tevin Sanders. Nichols, you've got right now probably, which a team you never think about in the Monsignor Martin, but may legitimately have one of the top, also one of the top pitchers in Western New York, who's going to be joining you at NCCC. In fact, do you know Ryan Peterson? Uh, I don't personally know. So Ryan Peterson, if you look at any time that they play in the Monsignor Martin Division, it's two one, one nothing. And if Nichols would just score a few more runs, trust me, there'd be a lot of wins under their belt with this kid on the mound. And then he actually is joined by Matt Rafe, Billy Locke, and T.J. Banizak. St. Joe's. You know they're stacked, okay? You're talking about unbelievable team right here. Alex Zulia, uh, who's going to Niagara. Will Carlone, Virginia Commonwealth, who's also a first-team returner. A 1.00 ERA in 21 innings. Ryan Sutherland, Nick Falbo, Alex D'Annabelle, and Will Hearn. Pitching staff is unbelievable here. You're going to see him in every single game, and you've seen them in every single game, even in a loss. you got to look at it right now. It could just depend who's going to go to the mound in Monsignor Martin to decide who's going to win this division this year. Um, St. Francis, another one, probably early preseason, would have been your favorite to to win the Monsignor Martin. Unfortunately, there's been a couple injuries. One of them is to Ty Saita, who is a, a 
honorable mention returner or already scheduled to go to Lemoyne, like a top player in the area. Cole O'Connor in Niagara is still leading that team. He had a 500 batting at Monsignor Martin last year, the first team returner. Um, Andrew Mikowski, Justin Kirst, Ben Helig, and Gavin Crock. Gavin is also a second team returner with a 1.170 ERA in 24 innings. And then also they got a new a new call up that just hit his uh, first pinch hit home run, Brett Hilton. Watch out for him. He's somebody who's going to be able to go to the mound but won a big game over St. Joe's. Imagine that. Pinch hit two-run homer in high school. Big. Yeah, so wa- <laughs> yeah, Watch out there. And then uh, last one, St. Mary's. Christian Zabalski, Matt, uh, Matt Zizeki, Cole Lizowski. Cole, great shortstop. We've been putting out some data on him. You're going to watch out. He's going to be somebody that'll, that, that you'll see at the next level also play. St. Mary's is also a very solid team that will be in the mix here uh, with the other teams that we talked about. And then the last one we just didn't talk about was uh, was Maritime. Maritime's got a new coach in Mike Nolan. Great pitcher that they actually have. Ahmed Morales, who's an honorable mention returner. And he's actually been on a lot of the boards for home runs and three-hit games. Somebody that is absolutely one of the top players in the area and is uh, scheduled to go to ECC is where he's meant to go. John Blevins, Jason Abel, Jose Martinez, Angel Canavales, and David Wright will also join them. And that's what we got for Monsignor Martin. So watch out. When we talk about them at the next level, they're going to be solid. You know, one thing, when I was home recovering, I did recall reading about uh, Niagara Catholic returning varsity uh, program, and the hopes up is that they'll uh, they'll be able to uh, build off of this. Do you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, they've struggled in some games, don't get me wrong, but what do you expect? It's the first year that's out there, and you're competing against teams like Joe's and Canisius and... Uh, Franny's and St. Mary's, you know, programs that have done phenomenal job and has a core that was already there. He's got to build his core up. He knows that. Do I see in the next couple of years that he'll start being there? Yeah, he's got a base. He's got some good coachings that, that out there. First-year coach, I think you're going to see some solid uh, results from them in the future. It's going to take a couple of sure. years. It's not going to be overnight. But watch out for them in the next couple of years. I think they're ready to do something. As long as they can sustain the numbers. That's yep. that. That's, uh, that's the key to any of these. You know, look at timing. As long as he sustains the numbers, and uh, you see there's less and less coming in there, you hope that timing's going to be able to be okay in the future also. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to uh, Section 6. Where we are as far as playoffs. I didn't see any as far as uh, going through scores. Uh, it seems like everything is playing out through form. Uh, no real upsets. Are we talking baseball or softball? Baseball. Well, go ahead. I'll wait. Go ahead. You want to go softball? Oh, you want to jump yeah. in, right? Go ahead. Well, no, I don't know whether, you know, when you just said section six, I didn't know which sport. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the semis are already in class A1, A2, B1, and B2 because they have crossovers. So the semis in those classes will go in conjunction with the quarterfinals in AA, D, and C. Uh, starting out with uh, class D, uh, basically, it looks like everyone is looking forward to a, a final between Franklinville and North Collins. They still certainly will be the uh, top two favorites. I don't see Franklinville having any problem getting by uh, Pine Valley, Frewsburg, or Panama. Uh, North Collins will have to beat second seed Forestville to get to the final. Uh, best way to describe that projected final between uh, Franklinville and North Collins uh, North Collins scored 23 runs against Franklinville this year. 
in two games. 23 runs in the game that Allie Haskell did not pitch, zero runs in the game that she did pitch. She was sick in the first game, so they do not have a backup pitcher. It's uh, after uh, Franklinville, it's whoever in dis- after Allie Haskell, it's whoever in disaster, and not necessarily in that order. Uh, Class C, uh, Portville is the clear favorite in Class C. They uh, were uh, repeat uh, champions from last year, and they lost very few players. Any team other than Portville coming out of Class C would have to be an upset, and I like their chances going downstate. Class B2, projected final Eden and Roy Hart. Uh, I'm not sure. jury's out on Roy Hart, in my opinion, only because I'm not sure how tough their Niagara-Orleans schedule was this year. So but, you don't uh, think they've been tested, is what you're no, saying? Uh, okay. certainly nobody in the uh, class of Eden. Having said that, Eden will have to get by Akron. Akron uh, upset the third seed. Uh, they were the sixth seed going in. Uh, if Eden looks past Akron, that could be uh, disastrous. Eden has three pitchers, all of whom throw known hitters this year. <laughs> <laughs> and, only one of them is a, and only one of them is a senior. And the other two are ninth graders. So... It's not fair. <laughs> Eden, the next couple of years, they're going to be uh, getting their mail the second Saturday of June out in uh, Moreau Park and uh, South Glens Falls. Class B1. Well, what a surprise. DePue upset the. I forget who they upset, but anyway, they have to play Olean in the 1B1 semi. Fredonia versus Dunkirk. Fredonia, the number two seed. Dunkirk, the number three. However, Dunkirk has a young lady named Emily Hanlon. If she is not the Buffalo News uh, prep talk female athlete, three-sport athlete of the year, the only reason she'd be ineligible for being a three-sport athlete is she's a four-sport athlete. She does indoor track. She does soccer. She's good at both. Uh, she'll go to the States in, uh, she's in track. And she, oh, by the way, she's going to the States for track, right? She's going to play softball at the University of Tennessee. Go Vols. Don't you, uh, doesn't that uh, overdoing it with all that talent? <laughs> anyway, uh, can we uh, hold up? Are we on, up against the break before I go with Class keep, A? Keep going. Okay. Class A, two, Lewport versus Lakeshore. On paper, Lewport looks like the team to beat. Lakeshore is not a team you want to look by. Uh, if they bring their A game, they're capable of beating anybody. Not flashy, but solid. And I would suspect in the other half of the A2 bracket, Iroquois should be a clear-cut favorite over Pioneer. A1, three teams. There's Will East, Will South, and West Seneca East. Uh, Will East and West, Will South, what can I say? They've played three games against each other this year, and not once has the team that played at home won. So they're capable of winning on the road. But watch out for West Seneca East. If Annalise Kelly is on, arguably the best pitcher this year in Western New York, she's going to Kent State next year to pitch. And then Class AA, we have four teams. OP is probably the clear-cut favorite. However, on any given day, Will North, Frontier, Lancaster, very capable of knocking off anybody. Uh, 
OP is solid batting in the lineup. They're pitching. Well, they don't have an Annalise Kelly, but they have a couple of solid pitchers, especially if they go through the lineup once, not let a pitch, batter see the same pitcher three times in one game. They can mix up the pitchers, except the schools aren't willing to do that. They go with one person until she's done. And like I say, the third time through the lineup, the batters have her keyed in and all that. And if you have the multi-pitchers, why not use them? Exactly. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, jump into some baseball with uh, Tom Prince. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up next at 11 o'clock. We'll be back at the other side of this break. Derek Kramer on guitar. Rock it out, Dave. Yeah, baby. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday is next. Ryan's, uh, uh, Nate's hosting. Nate is hosting. Awesome. Should have Should have appearances from Joe DiBiase and possibly Ryan Gates as well. So might have all hands on deck for the Sports Talk Saturday. Outstanding. All right, keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Tom Prince, get us updated. All right, well, we left off at uh, Class B1 when we talked last week. Mm-hmm. So I want you to hear the top four seeds that go on here. Listen to this. So outside of the City Honors team, which was undefeated going into into the their last game, they lost to West Seneca West. But I want you to listen to seed two, three, four. Two, Depew. Three, Fredonia. Four, Oleon. All undefeated in conference. Yeah, somebody texted me yesterday, Brian Thomas, one of our regular listeners, says, why is Fredonia, ranked, why is Fredonia seeded three? Well, it's all based upon where they are in their conferences. So their conferences are all weighted based upon what conference they're in and the games that they that they won or lost. The it's size the of the schools that they face yeah. during the league. Right. They don't get as many power points even if they go undefeated. That's why, you know comparable to the NFL versus ECIC, the double uh, A teams in the NFL won't have the power points. In fact, I think the NFL could go undefeated and ECICs could have one loss and would still end up with more power points. Two points. And, and two losses even it could be in some versus cases. Versus no losses? Because, yeah, because no. there's some that are like uh, there's Luke, some of the teams in there. Yeah, just, like Newport and C- it's, it's a net. Plus yeah. they bring in a charter school, which is another lower yep. uh, yeah, population. B. They're B's. So yeah. uh, wins or B's are what? Uh, three power points for a win instead of five. Hopefully that yeah. answers it for Brian. He, go ahead. But I'll tell you one of the big matchups of the day is sitting right next to us in Depew. Depew will match up with Springville today. Springville had a big win over Dunkirk last night, which will now uh, bring the matchup. We actually have Josh Goss going to the mound for Depew. Yeah, and then we're hoping that he goes the whole game, but if not, we're either going to throw Ethan or Joe Pagano to finish it out. Okay, and Joe Pagano is another big name that comes out of Depew. Uh, Springville will be throwing their number one in Austin Lux. This kid can deal. Watch out. It will be a game on here. Don't um, get AJ nervous. No, AJ knows. I think I he, he's never going <laughs> to underestimate anybody out there, and that's the one thing you can't do at this level is underestimate anybody. Uh, but you've got to look. I've watched Depew now twice match up. They can hit. They go top to bottom. Both these teams have hit. This is going to be a fun game to watch. It really will. And it could ultimately mean which pitcher is going to hold off the uh, hitting for a little bit longer so that the other team can get off to a fast start. Wow. Okay. Right, but um, look, like I said, matchups all over the place. Even you got number five, Tonawanda, 
you just saw last night Lackawanna take out CSAT. Lackawanna is an eight seed to watch out for. I'm going to tell you, they're surprising right now. They got pitching, they got hitting. They could upset City Honors and actually see. It looks like Olean in the in the round after that. Don't be surprised to see to see Lackawanna move along there. Then you've actually got the B two, where you already have Wilson beat Maritime out there. You've already had JFK beat Cleveland Hill in extra innings. Uh, Brett Kochanski, uh, uh, who's actually committed to go to Canisius for Cleveland Hill, 12 strikeouts, pitch a phenomenal game. Unfortunately, lost it on uh, on a uh, RBI double to finish the game off in the eighth inning is where that game finished up. So JFK is going to make the route down to Southwestern. They are ready to play today. Southwestern will be seeing them at noon, they said field's ready to go. We should be able to see that game go live. And then you've got Gowanda, who won last night over Eden. I got the chance to see Trevor Mercado pitch down there, another great pitcher for the area. Watch out, but I'm going to tell you, they go against Roy Hart now. I don't see anybody taking Roy Hart out of this. I think Roy Hart goes through this division pretty easily, and you'll see them walk through the, the B2 division. They've had a special season. Well, they've got two brothers there, and Jacob and Charlie Brunning. That I, personally, I think the combo alone is unbelievable. But you add in some of the other players that they've got, and they're just a really solid team that's out there. When you're talking about they, um, they've got not only Charlie and – and Jacob, like I said, they've also got Alex Zappos, Ben Schwab, um, new coach Mike Tarnowski. I mean, this team's going to be solid. They really are. And I, I don't see anybody taking them out in that division. You go to Class C. Class C, again, I got a chance to watch Allegheny Limestone play. This He's deep. For a C team, he goes deep with a pitching staff. He can hit top to bottom. They are the number one seed already. I think Allegheny Limestone is going to be a tough out that's going to be here. Um, watch out. I'm going to tell you, number three seed Silver Creek has got some big names that are actually out there that could actually cause some uh, some damage to some teams. I've seen them all over my charts. Watch out for Zach Ryback. Sam Mullen, one of the top catchers in the area. I love this kid. Another NCCC uh, guy that's coming in. Steven Romanek. Tom Goffo and Alec Bogosian, uh, again another an, another solid uh, there. And then at the Class D level, you've got right now Brockton as the number one seed. Here you've got a lot of different things that are coming out. If you remember what I talked about the Monsignor Martin division, it could be a pitching matchup that goes out here. Franklinville to me still has the number one pitcher that's out there. You got Brock Bleacher out there that that can absolutely shut down any one of these teams. It just depends who's he going to match up again and when's he going to throw. Brock right? Brock Bleacher, he could be a finalist for the Buffalo Evening News three sport at the end of the year. Hundred percent agree. He should. He's better be in the conversation. I'll tell you that. Um, Frewsburg, another top school that's out there. That's gonna. He goes. Deep with hitting, another uh, pitching staff that's out there. Trent Gray is uh, the leader of Frewsburg. You've got El- even Ellicottville's got a kid in uh, Chuddy that can go out there and shut a team down. Another three-sport athlete from down there. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're talking about this is going to be an interesting division because it may be just what pitcher is available to win that game, and that could be how these teams move on. It is going to be totally a pitching matchups where you could see anywhere from one through eight matchup. 
Oh, outstanding. This is a fun time of the year. It yep. really is. Because the, the chess game that you see that the coaches are have to uh, pull right now, because you're not only just thinking about this game, but you're thinking uh, one or two games down the road. You know, if I get by this one, do I do this here? And, you know, uh, weather forecast uh, looks like it's rain on Tuesday, so I don't care. Let me just throw it all in here. That's a lot of thinking going on. Or it could even be with pitch counts. You may decide, wow, I got a four or five run lead. Do I pull my pitcher right now to save pitch count so that I can throw him another day? That now comes into play. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. All right, guys, let's wrap it up here. Uh, AJ, thanks for joining us this morning, and you know, obviously, wishing you uh, all the best and uh, good health, and hopefully, everything stays negative from now on. Uh, You know, enjoy baseball and enjoy uh, your your scholastic experience, (laughs) so to speak. Tom, thank you as always. Uh, I'm sure you'll join us the rest of the way. That's basically what we're going to do. Is you know, for the next few weeks, just go through the playoffs with lacrosse, baseball, softball. So Tom will keep you updated on baseball. Roger keep you updated on uh, softball. Francis and uh, Frank will keep you updated on everything else, and I'll get the lacrosse in there. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have all all of that stuff. And again, if you have a sports camp or clinic go to our uh, facebook page inside high school sports we'd like to hear about it so we can promote it Derek kramer thank you we'll talk to you guys more next week okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.